0: Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition. It's Rosie on the House.
1: I just want to be a
2: cosmic cowboy. I just want to ride in a rope and a
3: Oh, yeah. On a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning, on this National Day of the Cowboy, what do you think of cowboys? What, what kind of jobs do you think cow, you know, come to your mind? Horses. Horses. Riding horses. Riding the fence. Riding the fence.
4: Mending fences.
3: Branding.
1: Lots of cows. wire. You ever think of... And then going in town, getting drunk and shooting your gun in the sky. Was that on the job description? That's in every movie.
3: (laughs) Tiger's not one that often comes to mind.
4: No. Not once. I don't know any
1: cowboy tigers.
3: Well, 92 years ago today in Payson, a little piece of Hollywood fell out of the sky when a plane crashed carrying the MGM Lion on its way to Vegas.
4: Did he survive?
3: He did. So did the pilot. And luckily, five area cowboys... uh, came to help them get it back in, and they had to build a sled to drag the tiger back into its box to get it on its way back to Vegas.
4: (laughs) Cowboy rose the occasion.
3: That's out of Marshall Trimble's Roadside History of Arizona. Great book, and where we get a lot of our content. We have quite a library of content. I'd say 25 to 35% of it was written by Marshall. We love gathering information about Arizona. We went to the Arizona Governor's conference on tourism this week and we'll have some interviews to play a little bit later about what size of industry uh, tourism is it's the number one export for arizona and uh, we were able to talk with uh, state parks director we were able to uh, michelle thompson as well the marketing director for state parks we have more interviews than we can cover so what we're going to do When this program is over, we'll add all those extra interviews we didn't get to play into the podcast, so you can go get more of the the perspectives and thoughts from different people from around the state of Arizona. And we are featuring Payson because that is the destination of our staycation this month. Our winner was uh, was at Cole's Ranch last weekend, and we'll hear from them in a little bit. Uh, There's also today, uh, we'll have an interview at the bottom of the hour with a gentleman who's helping orchestrate the all horse parade in Prescott today
4: all horse parade
3: what better day for it on the national day of the cowboy that's true it's the fifth annual parade and uh well we'll, I won't I'll I'll, I'll save it for Mr. Tickle that's his name Mike Tickle
4: okay he'll (laughs) tell us the story
3: yeah I'll, I'll let him tell the story
1: you guys had uh, a little bit of your own exploration this last weekend? We did. I asked Gary to open the show with Cosmic Cowboy because as much as I love playing cowboy on the horses in the wild deserts of Arizona and up in the pine trees above the rim, last week we were actually in Neil Armstrong's hometown celebrating the Moonfest. Uh, now was
3: that intentional that that kind of just organically happened because y'all were going to visit rachel and the grandkids that's right and
1: and here is a full five-fingered salute to dayton ohio um when my oldest daughter her husband and my two grandsons moved from the border of russia to dayton ohio i immediately fell in love with dayton ohio (laughs) and didn't know a thing about it (laughs) but now you've been there you've got even more appreciation Romy, in my mind dayton was another one of the abandoned rust belt cities of the mid-atlantic uh america dayton is a cool town it's really where flight started the wright brothers bicycle shop was in dayton their early tests of flight were in Dayton. They just had to find a place with more sustained winds because they hadn't put an engine on their plane yet. That's why they went to North Carolina and Kitty Hawk. But when they got tired of spending the money of assembling and disassembling their airplane, putting it on a train, shipping it to Kitty Hawk every summer, then they built it like this big railroad track launching thing on a hill outside of town. <laughs> What was it called? Hawthorne Meadows, but it's got a, it's got the Wright Museum there and the, the U.S. Air Force Aviation Museum at Wright Patterson Air Force Base almost puts the Smithsonian Aviation Museum yeah. to shame. Wow! It's five it,
4: big hangars.
1: Unbelievable! But that's where the National Cash Register company started by a man named john patterson i bought a biography on the guy he's a, he's an incredible philanthropic benevolent entrepreneur the, the man was incredible so and invented we, the cash register he didn't invent it he actually bought the company as it was going bankrupt oh and turned it into one of the most successful businesses when the flood of 1913 hit dayton uh he closed the factory and put all his employees to work building boats and getting food and bread out to the people that were stranded on rooftops and spent over a million dollars of his own cash uh, supporting Dayton through that crisis. Now, a million dollars in 1913 was some serious (laughs) cabbage. I I didn't think they had that much printed. (laughs) (laughs) That was some serious cabbage back then, man. Uh, So here's Rosie's salute to Dayton. I apologize. I've been to Columbus before, and I came on air And declared it the most boring city in the whole world. (laughs) I've been to
3: Columbus. You're
4: not far off. (laughs) Just have to know where to look. (laughs) You know,
1: uh,
3: Germantown was fun, and it was interesting to walk that Germantown in the park. Yeah. And they had all the trees listed with years, and we're talking four and five
1: and 600-year-old trees. That was pretty cool. Jennifer Jennifer and I walked up to what's called the Three Sisters. Three oak trees. There's only two now. One's blown over. Five hundred and fifty years old.
4: They are but, lovely. Yeah, I mean it was. a
1: I sent a picture to John Eisenhower, and I said, "Now this is a tree, my friend."
4: <laughs> I told Rose the way to make a living in Columbus is to be an arborist. I mean, there every they're
1: yard they're has trees. fourteen giant trees in it. Oh.
3: <laughs> an arborist or a roof repairman
1: for yes. <laughs> yeah, over. absolutely. So we we had a blast. I and I thought last Sunday's front page of the Arizona Republic was great when they recreated the. They reprinted, the when they reprinted paper the paper from 50 page, years ago. That was fun. So I'm i I'm, I'm kind of in this cosmic cowboy phase today.
3: <laughs> well, well, from your trip to Dayton, Ohio, the moonwalk landing, you got to see Neil Armstrong's Air and Space Museum. We had talked about ties to Arizona and the moon launch one. Yeah. Uh, Linda lots Stanfield of, them. of Stampede Plumbing, her uncle was one of the inventors of the electronic equipment that they were
1: using for uh at nasa uh the invented the remote control and they want they want to know how the space program impacts our daily life that technology became television remote yeah. control. <laughs> <laughs> now that's impacting america's life i'll never forget the first time i saw my grandfather turn the channel on the tv sitting in his chair I you, just I just he, thought, "Whoa." You didn't have to make me get up and change that, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that that had to be about 1964, or 65. I just thought, "Wow, man."
4: We, we were discussing also the size of technology, you know. It used to take rooms of computer to do anything and now they were saying they could run a space shuttle with the size of a
1: cell yeah. phone. Yeah. And I came home, I came home with only eight new books. But one of them,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I had to get buy another suitcase, Romy. <laughs> yeah,
1: almost, I, I, we had to spread them out so we didn't go overweight on the case. Okay. But uh, the the one I'm reading right now is the biography of Gene Kranz, who was the missions control operator for Apollo 11, and I'm I'm reading his biography, and I tell you what, Romy, if the public knew all the backstory of the early space program. I think the public would have shut it down. <laughs> I mean, these astronauts—traumatic. These astronauts, seven million pounds of thrust, and and you're sitting in a cubicle not much bigger than a shoebox, <laughs> and it's all right behind your behind. But the early testing of uh, the Redstone rockets and all that—I mean, it's absolutely incredible when they when they named the movie "The Right Stuff." that was the right name these guys were nails very good well you'll have to give us a book
3: report when you're done with that we're going to play a little interview from our conference this week the arizona governor's conference on tourism and we talk about with the agriculture being a 24 billion dollar industry what do you think tourism is We've taken a moment with Deputy Director Becky Blaine of the Arizona Office of Tourism to talk about what this conference means to the state, what tourism means to the state, and whether you think it affects you or not. Tourism affects all of us in Arizona.
5: Because tourism is the number one export for the state of Arizona, and it is also the uh, one industry that positively impacts all 15 counties in the state. So we're really excited to be here at our annual Governor's Conference on Tourism. We release our annual numbers at this conference every year, and so we're proud to announce that we've had record visitation in 2018, record spending by visitors, and record revenues for state, local, and sales tax.
3: And when we're talking record, I mean, how many visitors, how many sales... Tax dollars are we talking?
5: So we're up to 45.4 million visitors annually, and they've spent a record 25 billion dollars in the state. That breaks down to about 67 million every day, or $46,000 every single minute.
3: Every single one of those dollars is a dollar we don't have to, as a state, come up with to fund everything our tax dollars fund.
5: Correct. So the $1 billion in local tax revenue that goes back into the state's general fund, that's about 10% of the state's budget. So tourism really is an economic engine for the state, and it's one that continues to grow.
3: Now, somebody that works for the Arizona Office of Tourism, I could be putting you on a spot, but when you go for your Arizona staycation, when you like to tour the state, when you're having your leisure time with your family, what are some of the highlights you enjoy?
5: So we love coming to the resorts. Like for this conference, we're here at the JW Marriott Star Pass. And the conference is in the summertime, so it's always in low season for the resorts. So then our attendees can get a great rate. They can have a staycation, too, if they want with their families before the conference kicks off or afterwards. Um, but I love exploring Arizona. And um, some of my favorites, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to the Arizona Biltmore. I worked there for 10 years.
3: Now, this is our first time attending the conference. And it's definitely something I think we'll make part of our annual calendar to dos. How many people are here?
5: So this is the number one conference that we put on every year for the industry, and there's about 425 professionals that are here from around the tourism industry, and that's just a sliver of what tourism supports for the state. So the tourism industry supports about 192,000 jobs across the state of Arizona, but everybody's excited to be here and excited to network and share their ideas and learn from our keynote speakers and really learn how we can move forward um, as an industry and keep promoting Arizona and keep growing that visitation.
3: What has been the highlight of the session so far for you? Or was it beating Debbie Johnson in the lunchtime <laughs> trivia?
5: <laughs> that I beat my boss in the trivia but I will say that um, one of the highlights of this conference for me is you know it's like a big homecoming for everybody and it's the one time that we all get a chance to get together and network and catch up because we do see our partners we have 91 cities and towns across the state 22 tribal nations that we work with from the office of tourism so getting as many of our colleagues together as possible and being able to catch up and network and share best practices it's just such amazing.
0: Cruising through the Arizona Hour with Sanders in Ford and Rosie on the house.
3: It's time for our true or false trivia question for a pair of Arizona State Parks. Passes, good through the end of the year. You text the answer, or you don't text the answer, you text true or false to 411-923, 411-923. True or false? So, last week we talked about Scottishmen. Davy Goen, the first European to discover Tonto Natural Bridge. He discovered it by tracking Apache renegades that he was going after to serve justice on what they fe- felt was an unfair deed. They ran into the cave underneath the Tonto Natural Bridge and he diligently waited three days for them to come out and made his arrests. True or false? Text it to 411923 and at the end of the programming session, the programming segment right now, which is approximately seven. Twenty-six and fifty seconds. We'll pick a random right winner and send you a pair of state park passes. Good to any of Arizona's thirty-five state parks. And for National Day the Cowboy Dead Horse State Park. I think it's probably the one that ties in best with Cowboy. You can get on your horse there and you can ride and you can yeah. see you, you can look this way and see the Bradshaws. You can look that way and see the Sedona Red Rocks. You could that that's part of I think doesn't the Arizona Trail go through there? I mean you could ride all the way up to Utah, even Arizona. It's
1: yeah, it's pretty close there. Yeah, just I think the trail's actually a little bit east of there. Is it? I'm sure you could find a trail out of Dead Horse State Park. You, yes, that you would Link up to it. There, it
3: Arizona. does. Oh, line trail.
0: kiln. It you does. Can go from Dead Horse all the way to Sedona. Yep. Goes under 89A or 89. I'm sure.
3: So National Day of the Cowboy, one of the ways that uh, – there's four ways you're supposed to celebrate this. One of them is movies. A lot of movies tie into uh, Arizona when it comes to Cowboys. One that hasn't been made yet is, you know, when when we think of Old West feuds, who do you think of? Hatfields and McCoys? You ever think of Graham's and Tewksbury's?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: We were able to grab an interview with uh, a gentleman out of Payson the, at the Arizona Governor's Conference on Tourism. Uh, they couldn't, they, they need to simplify how that. <laughs> so, we a little, little insight about the Pleasant Valley War right here in Arizona. Now, one of my favorite places in Arizona is Young. And I love it because you're right on that transition of desert and forest. And it's, it's remote enough you never have
6: to worry about crowds you know they just have their pleasant valley days out there this last weekend that's an awesome place for especially people getting out of the valley heading up to the high country like you said, it's it's kind of that in-betweener um, where you get a little bit of uh, saguaros, but then you also get a little bit of the pine trees. And uh, they have so much history up there. The Pleasant Valley War was actually fought right there. It's a family flu- feud that actually kept... Uh, Arizona from having its statehood um, that, that's how significant that family feud was and so now can you
3: elaborate on the feud
6: yeah so it was between the Grahams and the Tewksburys and basically what what it was was one was cattle, cattle herders and the other one was uh, sheep herders and uh, they didn't like the fact that each other were encroaching on each other's territory and accused each other of stealing each other's livestock. And it kind of boiled over and became a family feud that went on. And I think there was over almost 100, 100 individuals that were killed during that war. It was actually one of the, the biggest family. You know, you know ever hear about it, but it, uh, it's got a lot of history behind it. And you can actually go to the Pleasant Valley Museum, um, there in Young and actually find out all about it. So the Arizona History Bus would love that place.
3: When Kevin Cosner's is done with his TV series this season, The Paramount, we should talk to him about, hey, you know, you did, you did the series on Hatfields and McCoy. Why don't you come to uh, Payson and Pleasant Valley and do uh, Tewksbury and Graham?
4: I think you do a good job.
3: Some of the movies that were filmed in Arizona, have you ever seen uh, the movie Tombstone? With uh, which version? Yeah, well, the only one that counts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Most recent?
3: Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer yeah. and Kurt Russell uh-huh. the, and uh, Sam Elliott. In the opening scene, where there's the shootout and in front of the church, that's filmed at Old Tucson Studios, as well as El Guapo's Stronghold in the movie The Three Amigos. <laughs> Both of those. That's <laughs> the true same. Wife. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's the same church mission at Old Tucson Studios. And the amount of movie history. So there's not a lot of that where the complete film was shot here, but the amount of film that was shot at Old Tucson Studios is very significant. And then for the answer for today, it's false. It was discovered by the Scottishman, Mr. Gorm. But he wasn't trailing the Apaches. He was running from them. He saw them pick up his trail, and uh, he went and hid out in the cave for three days until he was confident they were gone. Then he emerged and uh, said, you know what? I like this area so much, and despite of having to hide in a cave for three days, I'm going to stake a claim out to it. And if you were
0: listening last week, you would have known that was false. The tank is full, and we're moving through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the house.
3: We were talking trails earlier. Driving up I-17, I've seen the General Crook Trail exit. Yeah. And Camp Verde a hundred times, never really paid much mind to or thought much about it. You know the story behind that? I do. The trail? I found it was quite interesting. It is very interesting. It was designed or built for Gen- General Crook, built it as a supply train to catch Geronimo. They needed supplies to be able to stay mobile and keep up with trailing the Apaches. And that was the main function of that trail, was to get supplies from the rail yard, which was uh, up in, um, not Wilcox, Winslow, <laughs> no, Winslow, North, Wilcox, South. And uh, that, that was their, their supply train to supply the troops down in southern Arizona. There are, there are
1: trees along the General Crook Trail that still have the original blaze marks. Of the, of the uh, men that were blazing that trail. Can you imagine? It's over two hundred
3: miles long. Taking that a hundred years ago, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. My biggest question still to this day is: How did they solve the water? All those horses, all those men. How did they carry enough water?
4: I don't think they drank like we do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, probably not. A little bit hardier. That's why they had all those, you know, your your cowboy scarves. They would just take those off and all the sweat from their body, they'd suck it up. I made that up.
4: Oh, gosh, I'm so glad.
3: (laughs) 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 Would you if you had to survive? Uh, I guess.
0: (laughs) I guess the Cool Rush towels weren't invented back then.
4: (laughs) No,
3: that that took a little while longer. We're going to try and get an interview with Mike Tickley. He's one of the directors of the Prescott Long Riders Group. It puts on the all-horse parade. It starts today about 10 o'clock, and it starts at the Prescott Dells, and it'll end up at Whiskey Row. But first, it'll go through the VA hospital. They're going to take an extra route through the VA for all the soldiers or to, and veterans cool. to come out and watch. They've got over 135 riders. This is their fifth year, and it started with just 25 riders. And the concept was just a couple guys hanging out and having a drink at this uh, on Whiskey Row at the palace and say, you know what? We need to bring all horse parades back. And this is the fifth year. And they've actually the farthest riders coming from New Mexico.
4: Do they but, dress up like different themes or do they have a theme?
3: Well, I will cover those details. Okay. I'm going to hope we get Mike. It's They're in the staging right now. Okay. So they're trying to coordinate getting everyone in line uh, and, and everyone checked in and registered and accounted for. So it's he's a little busy and hectic and I don't want to take all his thunder and all his content. So if we get him, Uh, I'll save that for him. So in the meantime, we're going to – we're talking state parks. We were able to grab Bob for an interview while we were at uh, the Arizona Governor's Conference on Tourism about the Arizona State Park system. We're at the reception area with uh, Arizona State Parks Director Bob Roscheid. I got you good and liquored up for this interview because I got some questions that I don't think you'd otherwise answer honestly.
2: I would answer, and this is only my first beer, so –
3: a pleasure to see you as well. And
2: what are we celebrating? Well, we're celebrating the tourism, basically tourism in Arizona. Um, all of these people here are to talk about how they can be better at promoting Arizona to you know, people in the state, out of the state, internationally. And it's great to see all of these people here. And we're glad to be part of it, too, with our park system. It's playing a role in tourism in the state.
3: And when you talk about that, most people here are promoting one thing one company one business you have 35 state parks to promote
2: right and and every one of them's different as you know and they all provide something special and i think coming together we can network we can talk about what's new out there how we can be better at promotion you know, the numbers are astounding about what tourism brings to the state of Arizona is tax revenue and economic gain. And for us to be part of that is an honor.
3: And this would be pretty hard, I, I would think, to gauge, but any idea how many visitors to state park are local versus out of state or international?
2: That's, uh, we have some anecdotal data, but I think what you hit on is one of my big initiatives is we need to find out who these people are, where they're coming from. And And how then can we market to them to promote tourism in state parks? We get them from all over the world, but as far as numbers and some of the more specific data, we don't have that yet, but that's one of the things I'm going to work on.
3: All right, so here's the question that's hard to answer, honestly. What's your favorite
2: state park? I love them all. (laughs) I love them all. Um, I've just been doing a lot of the tours now, and getting out and seeing, meeting with our park staff, and seeing the parks. You know, every one of them is different, and it's 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 hard to really really pick one. So I'm gonna say I love them all. Well,
3: I'm gonna have to wait till he gets like beer four or five to ask him that question. Oh, yeah. Which one's your favorite? We'll get it out of them one day. That's a t- <laughs> that's a tough question. It is. You'd that's...
4: have to have categories. My yes. favorite, my favorite hike, my favorite view, my favorite memory. You know. Oh, I like that.
3: Maybe that's the angle we'll take to, to get it out of them. Because I'm sure if you ask them enough of those categories, more than, a, a park is going to come up more than once. There you go. For views and, uh, and hikes and, and camping. You have the National Day of the Cowboy. One of the other things was museums. We have a lot of great museums throughout the state. If you're not uh, one to go jump on a horse to celebrate National Day of the Cowboy, you can go visit a museum around Arizona.
4: That's right. We we have in Scottsdale, the Scottsdale Museum of the West. and
3: Fairly new museum, the, isn't it? Just
4: a couple years old. It's a beautiful building, and they change. Um, they had Barry Goldwater's photography there for a while. I don't know what their most current display is, but just great, great way to spend an afternoon. You could go to the Fippin in, where is that one? Prescott. 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 Also, in Wickenburg is... Um,
3: Desert, Desert. Comunerals.
4: Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic one, and they change often. Beautiful, beautiful displays as long as well as like a living history area.
1: Yeah, immerse yourself in the, in the history of the cowboy because that's a big part of Arizona's legacy.
3: And then Tucson had one.
1: Yeah.
4: Yes, it has um, Tucson Museum of Art. It was listed as the, as the best for the, the Western. They have a great Western art segment, and it's right on Main in Tucson.
3: So you've got ride a horse, you've got visit a museum.
4: We watched a movie.
3: Watched a movie. Which is your favorite? That that's probably another hard one. But you know, Junior Bonner, I really like because of the Arizona ties. Okay, and it's Prescott and it's rodeo related. Um, I, Tombstone uh, for entertainment, as historically and and functionally, technically, you know, I'm I <clears throat> I very picky about. Uh, the, the shootout accuracy right? there's there's a lot more bullets that are shot than they have guns <laughs> <laughs> and the scene but one of the really cool things before that shootout when Wyatt Earp makes his first stand kurt russell he grabs um curly bill brocious out of the street after he shoots the sheriff and they start to merge on him trying to get him to free curly bill and doc holliday comes to his rescue if you watch close enough uh, when he pulls out a gun and he says, You know, I'm shooting you next to one of the, the cowboys, he says, You know, you're so drunk, you're probably seeing double of me. And he pulls out a second pistol. And he says, Well, I've got two guns, one for each of you. Watch his hands because he twirls his pistol, he twirls one forward and one backward.
4: That's pretty tricky.
1: That's pretty. Try it. It's very <laughs> tricky.
4: I can't even think it. Just do well, it.
1: You're talking about movie accuracy. The thing that always cracked me up is in the early, who was the producer that was in Monument Valley for so long? Oh, Ford, I know, I Glenn well, Ford. John Ford. John Ford.
0: John, big director. You know, there there was always
1: the sunsetting scene with uh-huh. the wagon trains encircled Beautiful in the colors. Floor, And And a quail call. <laughs> there isn't a quail within 100 miles of Monument Valley. <laughs> 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 that, that always cracked me up.
4: You guys watch movies a lot more intently than I do. <laughs> You know, it's you, you.
3: just pick up little subtleties, and uh, Lonesome Dove is another great, great Western movie. Um, you, John Wayne. You mentioned Monument Valley. The Searchers yeah. was. Uh, you see a lot of Monument Valley in that
1: background. And in the Scottsdale Museum of the West, Jennifer and I, the first time we went there, it was a movie.
6: Mm-hmm, posters. Mm-hmm.
1: Movie posters. Movie uh, posters. Westerns, and. As you started the tour, it named the best Western movie ever made. I can't remember which one they referred to, but it was kind of an offbeat one out of the fifties or sixties. But that it is a great museum. But you were talking about Tonto Natural Bridge, Uh, and you know, state park, and they renovated that two-story wood frame lodge. Oh, the lodge, not the, lodge. the
3: not the observation deck, right? Not the
1: observation. <laughs> the <laughs> lodge, uh, and it's available for rent. And so, that immediately fired me up. I said, "Well, we'll have a Rosie on the house weekend up here." I thought, you know, let's support the state parks. Let's rent this place out. This will be a blast. So I was talking to the ranger behind the counter, and I said, "What do y'all get for that?" And it was pretty reasonable. But it's booked every weekend <laughs> through now. The first weekend I could have gotten would have been like in early November. That's a little cold.
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know, but it'd still be nice. It but was. I was so happy to see people engaged and booking that place and using it. Because it's a neat, restored, old lodge from, the I think, the 20s. Cool old building. It is.
3: So uh, I'm guessing Mike Tickle is not going to be available. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, He's Like I said, they're they're doing check-in. They're getting ready to start the all-horse parade that goes from the Prescott Dells to Whiskey Row. It starts at 9 o'clock. So what we're going to do is we're going to play another interview we got from the Arizona Governor's Conference on Tourism this week with the Marketing Director of Arizona State Parks, Michelle Thompson, who's got some really cool events coming up at some of our beautiful state parks. We're standing with Michelle Thompson, the director of marketing for the Arizona State Parks, Uh, 35 state parks throughout Arizona. You all do a great job managing them. Uh, Do you have any I know we've got a couple that are kind of in the works, like Havasu's coming on board. You've got the one outside of Bloody Basin. What's the, what's the one on Bloody Basin on the Verde River that y'all are working on?
7: Rockin' River. Rockin' River
3: Ranch. I know that one kind of hit a stall. Is that one in the works?
7: That one is, um, it's still paused. What we'll have to do is work with the community and create a master plan that's good for everyone. We're working with the community to make sure it's something that they really want to have there. It's so close by to the neighbors, and we want to make sure that we're involving everyone that touches that property. So right now we're just kind of in that pre-planning stage, then we'll go out with the master plan.
3: Well, it's a great oasis in the desert. Driving along 17, you would never know. That is just a few miles off the road. So we'll look forward to when that come, uh, comes together. But what are some of the other uh, features in state parks that are going on?
7: Uh, Tombstone Courthouse State Historic Park is celebrating its 60th anniversary. The actual anniversary is on August 1st, but then the 3rd is when we're going to have a a big celebration down at the park so there'll be kids activities it's actually a free day for the public so anyone can come and just learn more about the history of Cochise County and Tombstone and Tombstone Courthouse it's going to be really cool.
3: And on your way down or on your way back, if you're traveling from the northern part of the state, uh, you could hit Karchner Caverns, I understand. that's coming up on the 20th?
7: Yes, and you need to go. And Karchner Caverns, uh, their 20th anniversary is November 16th. And they'll be having a big celebration that day as well. One of the the really exciting things that they're going to auction off is a tour through the cave with the discoverer of the cave. So he can give you kind of that first-hand experience of what it was like to crawl through that little tiny hole and find this gigantic cave that became Karchner Caverns and just that process. And I I think it's going to be a really fun celebration. Obviously, so many people come to that park all the time, and just kind of recognizing the important role it plays for Arizona, and how cool it is to find out that there's something like that under our feet that we didn't even know was there. And how long
3: after the discovery before they told somebody about it? Because when they when they found it, they knew that if word got out that this could very easily be destroyed by people just coming to see it, not taking care of the property, leaving litter behind, uh, pulling out. Uh, rocks out of the, the caverns. What, what do you call them, stalagmites? Pulling stalagmites out?
7: Yeah, they actually they kept the secret for quite a while before they approached state parks. And then even after they approached state parks and we found out about it, it still took quite a while with legislators and other, um, the Karchner families, park officials. Everyone had to keep it a secret as they worked to try to make that into a state park. So it was uh, several years of just having that under your belt.
3: And I remember when it opened, I can't believe it's already been 20 years, I can't believe I haven't been there. That is going to be my next... Uh, when, when I come to Southern Arizona, that's going to happen, is, is that tour. And that, how that tour that they're auctioning off is that for a one-on-one is that for a group of five people
7: i am not sure the size but it will be a relatively small group of people who will be allowed to go with gary and i'm not sure if it will be more than one tour that we'll be able to auction off for him and we'll also be doing a memorial for randy tufts who was the second discoverer of that cave and passed away a few years ago
0: the rosie on the house arizona hour driven by sanderson ford back to rosie on the house this is the arizona hour but we also call it the arizona staycation hour thanks to our friends at sanderson ford and this month we sent a lucky person to payson arizona went up the B-Line highway and debbie lowry was that lucky person to enjoy a nice uh, two days up on the rim country morning debbie
8: Morning, how you doing?
0: Doing fine. You know, I love Payson. Payson's one of those little quick getaways. If I want to go do a hike or just get out of town and cool off for a little bit, Payson's the place to go. And uh, uh, first thing you did was go to Sanderson Ford.
8: We went to Sanderson Ford, and I happened to uh, pick up a Ford Escape, which was a very nice deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then we got a couple of gift baskets as well, which was very generous.
0: And that was Lance that set that up. What gift baskets did you pick up?
8: I've uh, got one from uh, Cactus Candy, mm-hmm. and then there was also uh, like a soft-sided cooler bag that was full of some Arizona Highway books and some candies and, and so forth.
0: Oh, good! So and, you didn't get and lost. Also, a gift card. Oh yeah, there you go. So got you all set up, and of course, Cole's uh, Ranch uh, was your accommodations. One of the prettiest places in the state. Uh, when I go hiking, I've passed by there a whole bunch of times. I've never stayed there, so you tell me what it's like.
8: Oh, it was very nice. Um, the people there were very hospitable. Um, it was actually way bigger than I thought it was because I've been by there before, but I've never actually stayed. But they've got a bunch of, of uh, cabins along the creek as well. So it, it, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was. So it was very nice. Mm-hmm. And everything's made out of wood, so it makes you feel like you're in a log cabin. And uh, of course, it's cooler than it is here, but um, uh, it was very nice. I enjoyed it. And then we also ate at the the Zane Gray Barbecue um, Restaurant, which is inside the lodge and that was very good as
0: well see any wildlife
8: actually we didn't um uh. kept seeing signs to watch for elk but didn't see anything uh did see some squirrel but <laughs> that was about it <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. see squirrels <laughs> all the time you figured you'd see elk <laughs> deer maybe you know a yeah a few different species of bird so. i
8: think it was a little too hot to see them they probably came out at night and-
0: did y'all hang out at the Coles most of the time or did y'all get out about town
8: yeah most of the time we hung out there we actually drove by the um there's a fish hatchery there. Coast oh, Farm. yeah. So we went to that. We went by that and saw all their tanks of trout and so forth. And um, then we also went to the Matizel Casino, which is, we caught that on the way in and then back on the way out as well. And I actually won some money there, too. So oh, good. <laughs> it was <a> good trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you had the gift card plus some extra spending money. There you go.
8: Exactly. Yes, it was.
0: Well, great. Was well,
8: very nice.
0: I'm glad that you won, and we tell everyone, if you want to go on the next staycation, you go to rosieonthehouse.com, look under the staycation tab, and register. So you can be just like Debbie and uh, go up the B line or up 17 or wherever it, uh, the road takes you to see the great state of Arizona.
8: And I enjoyed every minute of it, and I thank you guys very much for being so generous.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much for listening.
3: And you can register for yours at dot uh, thehouse.com slash travelaz. We already picked our August winner uh, for Cottonwood, which is a gentleman out of Santan. The next drawing will be the 15th of next month, and that'll be for Pine in uh, September. If you've never heard Elk oh. Bugle, this is a staycation
1: yes. for
3: you. It's a fabulous experience. So wrapping up Payson, one last little uh, caveat. Have you You guys have been to the Rim Tunnel. No, the train tunnel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they call it the Rim Tunnel. Okay, And yes. it was their attempt to burrow a tunnel through the Mogollon Rim to bring the train through so they could connect Globe to Flagstaff. And you can go, it's it's a hike, you can go see it now. All they have left is about a quarter mile of the tunnel that was burrowed. You go there and you that's see That's all it. that's left because that's all they, they got all, done. Exactly. You can see why it never got finished. Oh, man. <laughs>
4: It's very steep, and it's also um, uh, just very uh, lots of rocks. You have to scramble through it.
3: So maybe not for uh, it was someone a little young blooded or sure footed. There you go. (laughs) It's Rosie on the House with you every Saturday morning coming up. It's eight o'clock. We have our open home, our our outdoor living hour, followed by our open home hour at nine o'clock. We'll be talking about exterior of territorial homes and then our open home hour at 10 o'clock open line for any question you may have about your home castle or cabin